All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Carter Hart. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles. You're listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws podcast with your host, Terry Nasty Sotomayor and former Philadelphia Flyer enforcer, Riley Cote. As they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players, time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Ray Aurelia? You know, back in the lab. Back in the lab, trying to get some stuff done with Debo and Baller. Yeah. And, uh... With a guest this week? Yeah, on looking track. forward to it. Yes, for sure. And uh, you recovered from a couple weeks ago, the big the big win. <sighs> yeah, yeah, you know. Pins p- are recovered. The parties were crazy. The, the parade was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe the parade. Uh, but, you know, lots of people showed up for it, you know, right down broad. So uh, it was great. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Miss, I, I'm sad we don't have a game this weekend. So I know, me too. Playing. Of course, not for you because you're never there, but uh, – you know, for me, going to the games weekly. Yeah, well, I don't have to travel over an hour and well, here we go. 20 minutes every game. Here, here we go. I guess we got to get you a limo now for the games. Yeah, that would be nice. Or oh. a chopper. Sure, chopper. <laughs> Chopsy. <laughs> yeah, Pick chop. me up, drop me off. It's a good idea. It'd be nice. we got to get Natty Lice to step up their game a little yeah, bit. Yeah, no, the, the sponsor's got to jump in there I'm for kidding. our uh, men's league team. They want us to win. you got to yeah. pay the boys more. the big bucks. So what's going on, Flyers? Uh, it's been a struggle of late again. Um, obviously dropped six in a row, and it just, you know, it's like, and they've been getting leads, it seems like, you know, like scoring a couple goals, and and just nothing's falling into place. <laughs> I mean, to, pour, to say I the just least. Feel, you just feel, man, I know we say this all the time, it's like beating a dead horse here. but Oh, my God. It's like they're in the game, you're like, oh, things are looking good. And it's like a second period is a is a just not. Yeah, absolute disaster skip the second period and get to the third but uh it's just not been pretty and dropped six in a row and hopefully they get a win here this week um you know you don't want to drop 10 straight three times in <laughs> no one year. um i don't even know if that's a record we were talking to baller about that and our statistician stats they call them um but uh <laughs> i don't know if that's ever happened before and i hope it does not happen no um not at all but it's just i think at this point, unfortunately, everybody's just, let's just get these games over with, yep. you know, and just everybody clear their heads and see what happens, you know, see where everything falls, uh, 
you know, I think if there are changes, they'll be probably fairly soon. I would think this so. Season and you know, you don't want to ever see that. Um, but just the way things are going, it's not pretty. No, not at all. You can't you, sugarcoat you, it, right? And when you think things can't get worse. Yeah. Somehow they have with a couple more injuries. Yes. Obviously, Cam Atkinson, Carter Hart, a couple other bodies going down. Connaughton again. Yeah. Um, it's just. It, um, so it's 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 tough when you're such a depleted team, yeah. and again, obviously the morale has been down for some time now. So for sure, they've been out of a playoff spot for uh, almost a month now. Yeah. So I mean, it was pretty much that, before. Yeah, it was that, before but, that, but, but official, yeah. officially, I, I agree. Yeah, for um, sure. But um, so it's 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 a tough position to be in. Five games left, like you said, yeah. six games lo- losing streak, and uh, they got to squeeze out a win here. Yeah, and I hope that I think or they a will. couple just yeah. to go out with the the right vibe. But um, and, and as you mentioned, if there's going to be changes, I would think probably within the first week or yeah, two. You would think. Um, usually the way it works. Yeah. With, with <laughs> management, anyways. But uh, we will see. Yes. And some uh, pretty uh, devastating and sad news in, in Flyers land yeah. with uh, our friends Sal Rafa and Jimmy McCrossin. Yeah, um, news broke a couple of days ago around a lawsuit that they're involved in with Comcast. Um, you know, they have a very rare form of cancer now. Uh, you know, wish them the best in their yeah. healing because it doesn't matter how they got it. Right. Uh, you don't wish Whatever. that on anybody, obviously. So there's, you know, they're in a legal battle. We don't know much about it. Not yeah, really our place just to say anyways. Prayers but, uh, for them and their family. It's, exactly. Uh, it's tough. Terrible news. And I had kind of heard uh, a little bit, you know, last summer, I think, but nothing was able to be said, I guess, you know, like legally or whatever. And hoping for the best, you know, yeah. um, with, you know, whatever they have to do for recovery and their treatments and stuff. But uh, hopefully, you know, they're both find a way to be okay i don't like i'm not a doctor i don't know everything uh going on with it but uh like you said no matter how they got it it's just sad news it yeah just uh you know it puts hockey in perspective you know like yeah, uh put no you doubt. know this game that we love and you played and i worked in and all these guys play but man it's it's just terrible news yeah in real life terrible news. real life stuff so yeah. wish jimmy and sal the best yeah. um you know in the recovery and everything else uh Again, sad news. Yep. Prayers are with you. Yep. And on a positive note, one of the f- second last Flyers home games coming up this Sunday. Yes, yes. We're going to be hosting uh, a tailgate. Whew. Have a Tovey Sauce Challenge. Yes. Oh, I hate a, that I'm going to win it. Oh, My bad. Giving away some swag, chance to win a Tovey stick. And uh, have some fun. Yeah, it's going to be shit, awesome. Shooting some biscuits. Everybody out. come out. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah. 80 81. degrees. Yeah, exactly. Riggs might uh, lose the jurors. For all you women out there, be cruising around. <laughs> and abs just, he's got yeah. like a nine pack. Well, I don't you? know that. Nine. You don't need more? Well, we well, used to have 11? six, but like you're even, oh, 11? Is it 11 yeah, pack? Yeah. My bad. I don't know. We're I've going, never we're had going, we're going, we're going odd numbers now? <laughs> I don't know what we're doing. Well, that six, token nine, ab there six, is floating around. What did I say? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a perfect day, and those pesky penguins are coming in. And, oh, yeah. Um, You know, they're getting ready for their playoff run here. Yeah. But uh, it'll be a great day. Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it. One of the first few days that we actually get out uh, in, in the sun and actually tailgate for a Flyers game. So bring out the sauce kits, bring yes. out the Tobies, fire fun. some biskies, have some fun. So I'm going to park my car in the other parking lot. Mm, yeah. When, when probably you start smart. shooting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> like last time we were using real real <laughs> yeah, pucks instead of the rubber ones, they're bouncing and hitting yeah, cars. Hitting cars. And like, I don't think people like that. No, too much. no, we got we to gotta no, readjust the game fun. plan. It's going to be a lot of fun. Everybody come out and join us. It'll be fun. Absolutely. All right, Nast, episode 71. You, you ready? ready to rock? Oh, I'm ready. All right. Well, this episode is presented to you by our friends at Cureleaf. Cureleaf.com, medical marijuana dispensary. Check them out. Heal up. Manage pain. Sleep better, Nas. Sleep. And we're ready to rock. Let's go. Let's do it. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we are so fortunate to have a good buddy of ours, number 79, Mr. Carter Hart. What's up, brother? Hey, what's up, boys? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. How are you making out? How's this uh, rehab coming along? 
it's good i mean obviously kind of tough um tough season tough way to to go out um i mean it's uh unfortunate kind of a fluky would happen but it is what it is um i mean at least i have time on my side to just kind of make it make it right and heal it the right way yeah, yeah. that's true yeah it's a process for sure and then i guess leading into the off season you got you said you got time to to rehab that make sure it's 100 percent, and then get into your your traditional off season i guess right yeah yeah for sure i mean just want to make sure that it's 100 percent and ready to go and um, have a good off season of training and prepare for a better year next year absolutely talk a little bit about the season i mean obviously it hasn't gone the way anybody expected um obviously there's a ton of injuries throughout and some some adversity along the way just talk about like the season as it unfolded coaching change and how how important it is to maintain the positive attitude no matter how much adversity you face yeah i mean coming into this year um thought we made some good moves uh some good additions and um started off well and then i think just kind of got the injury bug a little bit um i don't think we've really played with a full lineup all year long besides maybe the first few games so yeah i mean that can be tough for any team so um, a lot of moving parts this year uh, with COVID-related stuff, injuries, um, coaching changes and all that. Um, so there's a lot going on, but at the end of the day, we're the players. We need to go out and do a job every night. And, I mean, the last little while has been tough. We haven't been our best. Um, but I think it's, it's uh, a learning process. I mean, obviously, it's not a very fun situation to be a part of sometimes, but at the end of the day, you still got to realize, like, be grateful for the opportunity right. to play in yeah. the NHL and make the most of it and and just learn from it so you're better going forward. Yeah, there, there's, al- there's always fans, people that, you know, they're going to shit on you. Not you personally, but just on the team. But, like, you just can't overlook the injuries and the, the you know, the team's had this year. Like, it, it's not – you know, just one guy at a time. It's been, you know, oh, yeah. obviously flurries of I them. mean, just guys going down left and right. So it just sucks it out because I think everyone was pretty optimistic with the moves that were made, uh, you know, over the summer. Um, you know, you have had a really good year, in my opinion, yeah. and uh, a lot of people's opinion. But uh, it's never fun when it's like this. I was on a few teams where we were, you know, you know, you're out of it with a month or so to go. And it's, you know, you still play for pride and for each other, which I think the guys, you know, all you guys are, are playing as hard as you can, even though some people are like, oh, they're not trying or whatever, you know, but we know that's not the case. But, uh, you know, you you have the summer to get better, which is nice. You know, have plenty of time, get home and, and do your rehab and then get ready for next year. I mean, it's all, it's all you can do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, um, obviously I want to be out there with the boys for the last little stretch here. Um, so it's just kind of unfortunate what happened and kind of a fluky situation, but um, it is what it is. And you just got to make sure you're healthy and ready. Yeah, you've had a couple like funky uh, few year, last few years, right? I mean, you played half a season that your first year, and then half of a, a season COVID. Last year COVID. Yeah. I mean, it's been a little bit funky for you. You haven't yeah, gotten to like first, a, full year. first full year, yeah, right? It's, it's pretty crazy. crazy. Four years deep yeah. and first full year. So I mean, yeah, I mean, first year was half a year, and then second year uh, COVID, first part of COVID. And then third year is the season because of COVID, no fans, and then this year's first full one. This is wild. It's hard to even wrap your head around. It is nuts. I almost forgot about the no fans thing. I don't yeah. know how I could forget that, but you're yeah, you're right. It has been a shit show for you, kind yeah, of. I mean, since you uh, turned pro, but um, it's it's all going to get better. I have a good feeling for that. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. for sure. Yeah, well. yeah. And you certainly got the right attitude uh, just from knowing you. And uh, learning about you hiring a, a, a sports psychologist at the age of 10, which is highly impressive. I mean, you got your head screwed on, right? So you, you seem to have, like, the proper formula for dealing with adversity and, and coming back stronger. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just lucky to – I mean, my parents are awesome. I love my parents, uh, my family. They're so supportive and my friends and uh, all the coaches and, and support staff that I've had from trainers to – uh, equipment staff, one of the best in the biz. Um, I mean, so I, I've I've been lucky to have a lot of people on my side that support me, and I mean, I wouldn't be here without them. Um, so I'm I'm very very lucky. Yeah. So when That's you awesome. when you uh, when you were younger, you you decided to play goal at nine, ten. Yeah, nine years old. That's yeah. when you yeah, made that switch. decision. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just kind of love the gear, and I just that's, <laughs> that's what really attracted me to the position. Yeah. You got the coolest gear. I mean, you see the masks up yeah. here. Yeah, right. You so do have great masks, that's for sure. That's like the one thing that really attracted me to the position was you can actually customize your gear and kind of like express yourself a little bit. In that yeah, way, so. that's awesome. I remember Hexy telling me uh, when he was a kid, he knew he wanted to be goalie. He used to take up uh, his socks and like ball them up, throw them up the steps, let them come down, and he would make a save. <laughs> so I'm like, good, yeah. you know, I was telling him a few years ago, I'm like, Elvis really likes goofing off at home playing goalie. Now he's obviously playing goalie. But he goes, Deke, he goes, just take one of those hockey balls, outdoor balls, and fire it right off his <laughs> melon. Yeah, He'll yeah. never want to play again. Yeah. I'm like, I can't. It didn't he's, work. He's like four, and plus it probably wouldn't even hurt him. No, right? like, so <laughs> that's what my dad did when I first told him I wanted to play. Because we would play like, <laughs> hockey in the basement. We had like nets set up in our basement, like from like end to end of the basement, and like we would just rip those like hard orange, oh yeah, yeah right, road hockey balls. And the one time I told him I wanted to go in net, he's like, "All right, sure, let's. I'll rip a couple at you and see if, uh, if you're good enough." <laughs> and the first one he hits me right in the dome, right between the eyes, right in the nose, and <laughs> oh I'm, I'm leaking. Like I didn't wow. flinch, I didn't cry, and he's like. Yeah, right, yeah. Sign him up. I would have been done yeah. right there, I can tell yeah. you that. That's pretty cool. Oh, man. Uh, I, I read somewhere that you, uh, Carey Price was your favorite goal, goalie growing up. And uh, I know, you know, with with all your, your, your mental health stuff or your, your mindset training, sports psychologist stuff, and, and, and Carey Price st- taking a step back this year because of preserving his mental health. I mean, can you talk to that a little bit and how important – that component is not just for sports, but just uh, just for people in general. Yeah, I mean, I think mental health is above all one of the most important things. Um, I mean, kudos to him; he's a very uh, inspirational um, person, and, and not only just a hockey player, but as a person as well. And sometimes people forget that we're people first, right? Than exactly. Hockey players. So, exactly. Um, I think you really got to learn to you got to know how to take care of yourself and comes number one in your family and um it's so awesome to see that he's back between the pipes yeah and, and hasn't missed a beat so far um so it's it's uh tremendous to see him back in on the ice again 100 percent. i think it was a huge move for him to do that you know to actually take ownership of his own health and mental health but to show you know young hockey players or not even athletes just anybody in general that that mental health is the most important thing if you don't have that you don't have a whole lot and and it doesn't matter how much money you're making and how much glory you have in your life that sometimes you got to take a step back and, and deal with these issues. So I think it's just shown the hockey community specifically, but, you know, his network in Canada and everywhere else that that's a, it's a bold step. It's a big move for someone to make of his stature for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I mean, we all respect him as a player in the league and um, I mean, he's, he's been through a lot and um, for him to, to go out and, and say that, um, that he needed some help um, shows just how strong of a person he is, and now he's back on the ice doing the thing that he loves. And I mean, he's my favorite goalie, so yeah. I'm happy that he's back and I get to watch him again. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no doubt. That's awesome. I snipe on the guy. Oh, yeah, I mean, Riley's one goal card. Yeah, Gary, saying, yeah, Gary Price. Right behind, peek up in the net. Yeah. We lost five two. Yeah, I know. So still. I wasn't able to sell it. Sell it. Oh, really? He didn't even sell yeah, it. Like, yeah. dude, you scored on Carey Price for fuck's sakes! Like, <laughs> my God, the meaningless goal. <laughs> it was your one. Though. Yeah, well, so it's not meaningless. At the, at the time, I thought it was there was going to be more to come, but it didn't exactly happen that way. <laughs> a lot more Tillies. Yeah, well, that's a true. A lot more Tillies. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I, I was gonna ask you about uh, being an Everett, um, your, your junior career. What, boy, I, we were in Calgary. It was your last year junior. And uh, John Paddock was coaching uh, in junior. I think Regina, was, right? Yeah, yeah, too tall. And he had just played you guys the night before, and they were playing the Hitmen. So me and Ian Luperrier went over to talk to him because we hadn't seen him, obviously, in a while. He used to coach here. Uh, he's actually assistant GM as well. And uh, he started talking about you. He's like, this is what he said. And I'm trying to pump your tires here. But he was like, he goes, we played against Carter last night, and he's the real deal. That's what he was calling you, the real deal, which we th- we think you are. We know you are. But um, your last two years, I mean, all your years, actually, your numbers are good. But, like, your last two years, look, you couldn't get scored on, man. Like, I don't know. I mean, there's not much you could say to that, but I'm just yeah. saying we were looking at the numbers, and I knew it at the time, too. I mean, I was obviously following everything you were doing, but um, it was just funny hearing Tutal say, like, 
we don't think you're going to score on this guy, man. <laughs> like, he's yeah. the real deal. That's funny. I remember he was uh, coaching GM there for the Pats, and I was so close to getting traded there. Really? Oh, really? Wow. Because they, like, they, they had the Memorial Cup that year. Oh, yeah. And I was in my last season in Everett, and I loved playing there. It was, it was so awesome. I had awesome teammates, awesome coaches. My billet Parker. Yes. Like, he he's like my man. grandpa, my yep. billet roommate, Riley Sutters and Hershey. Like, I was so lucky to play there for four years, and I miss every day. Yeah. I ranked with those boys and, and playing with those guys. And um, But I remember my last year, like our GM at the time was Gary Davidson, who was an awesome man, a really smart hockey man. Um, I'm very grateful for, for the things that he's uh, given me there, playing for four years for that organization. But um, he brought me in. He told me, he's like, hey, like, I know our team's not looking so great right now. Like, if – if you want a chance to go somewhere and win or whatever, like it's it's okay. Like I told him, okay, like I'll think about <laughs> yeah. it. I don't want to go anywhere. Right. I want to stay. And then there was something going on with the Pats and stuff because they had a the Memorial Cup that year. And and then I just came back from mono because I got mono oh, my, yeah. during camp here. Yeah. So I missed like the first month and a half of season, and like we weren't doing well. And then I came back and we were, we were winning a bunch of games. I was like, oh my God, like we got a pretty good squad here. Like we're actually, we're winning a lot of games. We went from like last to first in the division like a month. Wow. And I told Gary, I'm like, man, I feel like we could actually do some damage here. Like I, I want to stay if I can. Like I love it here. Like, I want to stay. And we ended up going to the league finals that year. We lost in the finals, but we had a sick team and, and just probably one of the most fun teams I've played for. And we had so much fun together and all the boys were, were awesome. And, and it was a, Awesome year. Yeah, I. It, it was fun following that because I mean, the, like we were talking about, the numbers were just insane, insane yeah. like insane. But uh, I can see why John Paddock would want yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. No question. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and you t- you turn pro, and you're in Lehigh Valley. Um, great setup there for an American League team. I like that that building. And yeah, it is. It's so nice. Um, but you, you got called up. Was that eighteen games or so, right? You only played a couple, a couple handfuls of games down there, and a couple months in there, um, it was uh, like I think for me, just the transition period from junior to pro. Like people don't realize how big of a step that is. Yeah, like I kind of came in a little bit, thinking like, oh yeah, it's not going to be a big deal going from major junior to the American Hockey League, like one of the minor leagues, whatever. Right. Like, it's okay, what people like, think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah exactly. Like, hey, man, these guys are really good hockey players. <laughs> yeah. You don't realize how good the American Hockey League is. Like, there's some really good hockey players there, and I mean, you're playing, you're going from playing with kids essentially, 16 to 19, 20, to playing with grown men. Right. And like, they can rip the biscuit. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, execute, yeah. and they're a lot faster and stronger. And for me, that took a little bit to kind of adjust. And I think the the couple months down there. Uh, 18, 20 games, whatever it was, was uh, I think really crucial in my development just to go down. Uh, learn the pro game, learn the pro uh, lifestyle, coming to the rink every day, like seeing some of those guys in their 30s, um, Colin McDonald, yeah, right. um, yeah. Chris Connors, yeah, um, all those guys come to the rink and see how hard they work um, on and off the ice, staying late after practice, those habits. Uh, we had Scott Gordon as a coach at the time there. Um, just to see that, how hard they're working, um, to still try and get to that next level. Yeah. Um, I think was an eye opener for me and and really helped me going forward. Yeah, yeah. You just missed Riggs. He was an assistant coach. Well, I was under, gonna. I was actually gonna say. I, I yeah. I, I caught the there. tail end. Like my my last year, you came out of juniors and yeah, played I think a few it was games. Like Eighteen or nineteen there. Yeah. There so we games. actually did cross paths briefly there, and and that's where I was. You know, I we I kind of brought it up earlier about the the the, the whole mindset thing and the sports psychologist because that's the one thing that jumped out at me. To, to me immediately with you was just like how dialed in you were at a young age. You know, I look at some of the guys that I'd coached a few years before and it's like you were light years a- ahead of them as far as like maturity and the way you're, you were wired. So I, I did want to touch on that a little bit more and just like, like I mentioned, like the, you know, 10 years old, you got a sports psychologist, like how important that piece is. Cause you've seen these veteran players, you know, managing and, and maintaining their physical bodies. But I feel like the one component, you know, from a coach's perspective, and even going back to my playing days, that was it's almost like ignored, or not ignored, but almost like we've we've kind of 
overlooked is, yeah. is, is the mind. And, you know, you see these guys have tons of talent that never find ways to make it. And it's the mind of their own worst enemy. Can you talk to that and how important that is for your game and, and how important it is for just performance in general? Yeah, I mean, I think just in life as well, like, um, I think a good example for, for me is kind of the whole situation last year. Um, going into the season, obviously the year before, um, we were playing the bubble in the playoffs. And then so had some higher expectations going to last season. Um, wanted to do better. Um, then obviously things don't go your way. Kind of shit kind of hits the fan. Um, it's not a great year um, for, for, for myself, for our team. Um, playing with no fans, not being able to have your family come down and see or your friends or anybody. So that was kind of hard. And I just kind of started to focus on all the negativity and not focus on the things that are positive in my life and what I'm grateful for. And um, all the negativity started to overcloud my thinking and my mind. And yeah. during games, like I'd be like, oh, like, kind of like, Oh, here, here comes another two on one or something. <laughs> yeah. you know, like where Great. instead of <laughs> instead of coming in saying, "Oh, here's a two on one. I'm ready for it." Like, mm-hmm. I'm the challenge right. instead of being afraid of the challenge. Um, I think that's that's really important. And um, just being, like I said earlier, being grateful for everything that you have in your life. Yeah. Being grateful yeah. for that you're living your dream, playing in the NHL. Uh, being grateful that you're coming to the rink with. 20 of the other best players in the world and getting to work alongside them and um, having a supportive family and friends that are behind you. And um, I think sometimes that can get lost in translation, but I think you really have to see that uh, we're really lucky to play a game for a living. Yeah, that's true, man. It's so true. And how much of that helps with like leading up to a game, just like being able to calm the nervous system and, and find that, you know, sense of peace, you know, versus like stressing yourself out and, and, you know, overthinking it, right? Because, I mean, it's, it's just, whether you're a player or a goalie, I never played goalie position, obviously, but I would feel like a lot of the same type of approach is like the calmer you can be going into it, the looser you'll be and, in, in, you know, the less you'll be squeezing the stick. You know, you talk about the, that mental my mindset going into games. Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, for me, like, I kind of, I go up in the stands before a game and just kind of take in the atmosphere, whether or at home or on the road. I mean, this year is a little bit harder because they kind of blocked off the gates for us to kind of go to the stands so that fans can't give us high oh, fives and stuff. Right. So I just sit on the bench and just kind of take in the atmosphere and um, just kind of take some deep breaths and, and do like a short three to five minute meditation Nice. Um, before games. That helps me just kind of relax, mm-hmm. um, get into more of a present state of mind. Um, and then before games, like just breath work. So for me, it's kind of the same as my meditation, just focusing on my breath. Mm-hmm. Um, during a game, just I'll get back to focusing on my breath if things are getting starting to think, overthink things a little bit too much or um, starting to get worked up a little bit too much, just like you let in a goal or a bad goal or whatever. Um, just bring it back to, to my breath and um, just refocus. Awesome, yeah. So well, so see, Riggs, uh, it's it's I've all you. you know, I've been he, telling you, I've been telling you the breath, preaches, right? I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's such easier said than done. I know exactly. I mean, it's, it's something that I've I've done for a long time, and and something that I find helps me. And there's other things that guys do that help them, but something that's that's uh, worked for me and something that I like. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it's I meaning breath work is ancient, right? And it's yeah. it's the simplest way to calm the nervous system, but it is practice, right? It takes sure, practice sure. like anything, right? And I think that this is going back to what I was saying. It's like it's almost overlooked. This these, these simplicities of, of of calming the nervous system and managing stress and, and just helping guys being able to go yeah. into it more clear. Well, especially even I remember last year, like when things weren't going too well, like I kind of got away from all that, mm. and I kind of got caught up in like thinking too much. My right. I was racing all the time. I wasn't sleeping at all. Oh, man. And so then I got back to meditation. I got back to focusing on my breath just being more present and I started to feel so much better at the ring so much better in games and yeah like just felt more like myself and relaxed and started to get more sleep yeah it's right it's all connected it's eh? yeah. so fundamental yeah. so uh what was your like was it the first game uh that you did get called up which you know obviously I remember it was awesome but uh, what was your like welcome to the nhl moment was was that it or was it something else that sticks out in your mind i got a couple um i remember the one was my first game against price okay montreal oh, yeah. first game against montreal was niemi 
So I was like hoping to play Price. And yeah. <laughs> beat me. I mean, we beat Montreal. It was like right before the bye week. <coughs> and uh, then my second one was against Price. And I couldn't, it was in Montreal. And I remember looking down at the ice and the other, other crew. It must so be was like Carey the Price, and I'm thing. like, I just remember watching him all the time when he would come play the Oilers. And right. me and my dad would always go to that game. And a lot of times I remember he wouldn't even play. It was like Peter Wood I or something. <laughs> just, just, our, just our luck that yeah. he wouldn't play. But I, I've seen him a couple of times as a kid growing up. And so to see him in the other net was pretty surreal. And I kind of got focused on that a little too much. And I got yanked that game. <laughs> I got in like three on like nine shots or something. I got lit up. So I kind of was in the wrong mindset. And... Um, next time we played him around, like I felt better, and he tapped me on the pads before the game. Oh, you're like three two or something. Yeah. So felt a lot better. That's awesome. And I had another one against against Ovi, and it was like I think it was like my maybe my third game playing against Ovi, and he skated by the net. I made a save on him or something. He's like, I'm fucking getting the next one on you. And I'm like, all right, all right, whatever, <laughs> buddy, like you wish. Yeah. And, Sure enough, one time one T oh, yeah, power play yeah, right around the Everybody horn. Everybody says, "How does he score all the time yeah. from there?" Yeah, because it's gone. No one can see it when it comes off his yeah. stick. Maybe. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. Like, and then he like skates by me and just stares me down. I'm like, Come on, <laughs> yeah, of course he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I I can't imagine. It must be the coolest thing. Well, I mean, for you too, you played in the NHL. Like, you know, the first time probably. You know, whoever you're looking at or whatever. But that's pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, talk about all this stuff. Uh, any superstitions you get, you have leading up to games? Uh, I used to be really bad as a kid, like when I was younger, junior. Um, like I remember the World, ju- World Juniors a couple years ago. It's my last World Juniors, and I had to be the last guy off between periods and like games. Do you remember that? We were playing like I think we were playing Switzerland. Yeah. And they put their backup goalie on the ice Stand to like, there? screw with me. Yeah. That. And so I'm just like, it's a standoff on the ice. And the Zamboni is almost done between the periods. Like, Come like, on. There's like a lap left. And all the boys in the room are like, where the hell is Carter? Like, yeah. what's going on? And uh, so then I, find, I go in. Like I, he goes off. I go in, whatever. And the boys are like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I got to be last off. And whatever. Like, we won, I think we won, awesome. that, we won that game. Um, and then it, I think it was maybe semifinals or quarterfinals. And we played Switzerland again, and or the first one was against Finland. And then we played Switzerland in the quarters, and they did that. They had like that quirky coach that year who like came into the final saying like, "Oh, we expect us to win." They have their Canada. They're yeah, I remember. Yeah, 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 I remember. <laughs> and uh, so they kept their goalie out again. So I'm like standing there, I'm like, "Screw this!" I just hopped off. But then he hopped off. Then I Even hopped back, back out. Did <laughs> <it> again, <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's after, awesome. I was like, okay, it's like, too much work. Pretty, this <laughs> yeah. is dumb. Like, this doesn't make me a better hockey player. <laughs> this is just in my head. Like, it draws unwanted attention to myself, to the team. Right. This this is dumb. So I like I got I gassed that one. Like the only thing I really do is like I just do everything at like a certain time before a game, and that's yeah. really it. Like I just do the same thing. Like, I have my pregame routine. Yeah. But, How about watching Ellen before games? Yeah, that's what I wore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, the boys chirp me. <laughs> of course, well, they, yeah. they say that. Like, no, first of all, they say my hair looks like Ellen. <laughs> so, so Jan's always calls me Ellen, and so I went and bought this hoodie. I'm like, oh man! <laughs> so he loved it. Um, that's that's awesome. great. So like I'm playing. Sometimes I play sewer when I'm not playing, and he's like, oh. And it's Ellen. I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> cuts the same. That's awesome. She had frosty tips, though, right? Like you know, I don't have frosty tips. Well, you did. I, I might have better hair. <laughs> yeah, I you think do, you yeah. do. I think you do, actually. Um, no, but so, oh, yeah, that's so, so I got funny. this. And, um, I watch her every game day. Like, I wake up at 3 for my pregame nap. She's on. When my last year junior, me and my roommate, Riley Sutter, my billet, like that's what would that's what my billet had on. Parks had that on. So you got used to like, see. I think he had Judge Judy on, but then it went into Ellen when we woke up and we just watched it. And I was like, "Hey, we're winning games." Like then when I turned pro, I just kind of kept that yep. routine and I just watched <laughs> right? it. So I got them all recorded on my DVR. There you go. <laughs> that's awesome. Whatever works, just in case you miss one. Yeah. I, I I gotta tell you this, Rao. So so my 2000th game work was in Edmonton, and it was his first time going home, and. You know, he was mad at me. His skates weren't dry that day. And he said, oh. you know what? I know I know you have a big bonus. You know, you get this $500,000 bonus if you win your 2000th game worked. But my skates were fucked. I'm done. <laughs> and I, 
I'm kidding. Right. But we go back to we go back to Edmonton, and uh, you just just one of those nights. It's a tough night all all, all the tough way night. around. Not yeah. not just on you, it was everything. But uh, you did get to go back uh, this year and, and grab the win there at home. That must have felt pretty good. Yeah, that was the first time around. Not so good for your 2000s game. Yeah, but so, you know it was everybody. It wasn't just you. I was I just was kidding. Like, oh man, I was so nervous for that game. I felt like my first game again. I was so nervous. I had so many people coming. Probably had like fifty people coming. Jeez. I remember the day of the game. People are like, I haven't heard from for years. Or calling me and text me saying, Hey, bro. Like, hope you're well. <laughs> yeah. So like, hope you're well. Yeah. Like, by the way, man, like, I haven't talked to you since high school. <laughs> like, sorry, I got any reply. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Um. So the next time around, like, like I got lit up that game. It wasn't good. The next time around was this year because, like, we missed there with COVID and stuff. And um, so then this year I got the chance to go back again when things were normal and had had uh, same thing, like, had a lot of people come. But um, my dad wasn't able to make it, which was too. He was out of town working. But it was, like, my mom, my auntie, my grandma, my other grandma, and then uh, my best friend Nolan and his family. So I got the tickets together and um, saw them after the game and stuff. But... Just like going into this one felt felt more normal. Like I felt yeah. like, okay, I've been here before. Like I can do this. Like um, I wasn't as nervous. And then I handled it better with the fact that a couple weeks prior, I just got all the stuff done for tickets and yeah, gas passes. Smart, so actually. I just texted yeah. Brian. I texted my, my mom, like, hey, like, just find out who needs tickets or guest passes. We'll get it all done now so that we get there. Let's go and play. And, and we got a, a big dub there. So that was. That was pretty cool to get a, a win in front of family and friends. For sure. It was awesome. It was really cool. They, t- uh, talk about uh, your number, 79, um, because I remember Hexy coming to me. You had, had 79, yeah. and then he put you to 70 yeah. because of Holpe. That was my jersey number, or yeah. junior number. Well, yeah. yeah. And, and oh, I thought it was because of Holpe. I didn't know it was. That is because of Holpe, too. Oh, okay. That's why so, I junior. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so I changed it, and he came in, and he saw his nameplate. You know, uh, uh, at the stall, I remember you're like, bro, I'm 79. <laughs> I went, no, heck's changing. I'm 79, man. Yeah, yeah. But it, it, I know there's a great reason why, though. Yeah, I mean, um, my first camp, I was, they give, like, all the prospects high numbers, right? So, like, they don't expect you to keep a vision when you actually make it. Um, so, my first camp, I came back to Everett, and our first game, I think it was at home against Portland. And when I was 16, even 15, like this family and their son, uh, their Will April and their son Connor, um, would go to every single Tips game. Excuse me. Um, and they wouldn't miss a home game. Sometimes they would go to road games, and then Connor would always be at the end of the tunnel, just like fist bumping the boys, yeah. like saying what's up. And um, he's autistic. He's 11 years old now. So when I was my first year, he would have been four. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, I think four years old. So. It's pretty crazy. Like he's kind of I've known him pretty much my whole life, almost, or his whole life. His whole life, yeah. Um, so then when I got back to camp or back to, to Everett from my first camp, he knew that I had seventy nine. So he got a Flyers jersey done up with Heart seventy nine on it. Oh. that's pretty cool. Like that's the first Flyers Heart jersey I've ever seen. Right. So I told my parents about it. Like, oh, that's that's really cool. And um, so then when I got called up for my first game, I was like, oh man, like, do I want seventy or like? Do I want to keep 79? Like, I'm like, Connor has this jersey. Like, that's probably the only Flyers jersey out there right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, my right. name on it. I'm like, I got to keep you gotta 79. Keep it, yeah. like, I got to keep it for him. And I don't want him to change his jersey. I have right. to go pay some money to, to get a change. So so I kept yeah, 79. Cool. And they were actually just here uh, a week, two weeks ago. So they oh, came that's down. That's super cool. Uh, they came to the game in Washington. Obviously, I got hurt. But um, got to go for lunch with them and catch up. And I haven't, I haven't seen him in two years because of oh, wow. and stuff. So he's playing goal. Oh, oh, awesome! Yeah. Oh, that's so Rocket cool. seventy nine goes to my uh, to Cliffy's camps to my. Brother. Oh yeah, oh, super so, cool. Um, he goes to his camps and he's laying the pillows down. And he loves it. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a meaningful story. I like to hear that. Shifting gears a little bit, uh, you feeling a little risky? A, ba- a baller just ordered a uh, double cheese pizza. You want any of that? <laughs> <laughs> we saw you at NHLPA thing where you're like, I'll eat if I feel a little risky. That's why I asked. You're feeling a lactose intolerant. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So it's a funny story. <laughs> I'm actually not lactose intolerant, so I thought I was. 
It's like that interview or whatever. I was like, yeah, I'll have it if I'm like feeling risky. Like, <laughs> if I'm like, if I don't give a shit, like I'll eat it. But I'm with my buddies. Yeah. Um, but uh, so this year, like I had some really bad stomach pain. I'm like, what the hell is going on for like the first, probably like, I don't know, month of November. Like my stomach's killing me. But we're, we're playing really well and we're winning. And all the boys are like, because I kept, like, at my stomach, I tell them, like, I can't barely stand up sometimes. They're like, well, whatever you're doing, it's working because we're winning. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, Don't man. worry about your yeah, health. Yeah, right. Don't worry about <laughs> your health. I feel like a bag we're of shit. <laughs> like, man, like, sometimes I can't even stand up. That one game we won in Carolina, I think we won 2-1. And the first 10 minutes of the period, I could barely stand up. And I remember I was like, please don't shoot on me. Please don't <laughs> wow. shoot on me. And they dumped a puck in on me from, like, the red line. And I was, like, the first shot. And I went like this to catch it because, like, I could barely move. It's like, what the hell is going on? And the boys are going to laugh when they hear about this. Like, they, <laughs> they found out. Um, it's like I drink a lot of water on game days. I like to be hydrated. Um, I probably drink on average 12 to 15, 16 bottles of water on a game day. So, like, quite a lot. But what I didn't know is I was I was mixing BioSteel with every single bottle of water. Oh, wow. So I'm drinking you told like me that. I'm drinking, like, 15, 16 packs of BioSteel a day. <laughs> oh. And I'm, like, even on non-game days, I'm still crushing, like, 10 or 12. I'm like I don't know what's in, the, in there. Like it's supposed to be no artificial flavors, or whatever. Yeah. But my stomach is just killing me. And I went and got tests. So I went give a stool sample. Uh, I got like an allergy test done or whatever. And so I went and got all that stuff done. And I'm like maybe I'm celiac. And like something's going on. And so I'm not celiac. I'm like, thank God. Yeah, right. And they're like, hey, you're not lactose. I'm like, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I Crush some pizza. Yeah, I, haven't right. been, I haven't been eating really cheese or dairy. Like I switched to like oat milk and stuff and. So I haven't really been eating, consuming dairy for the last couple of years. Like, yeah, you're not. Like, I'm like, okay, like, what else do you think could be going on? I'm like, I don't know, just like maybe, like, uh, stick to your normal diet and just see if it, if it, like, uh, gets better in the next few days or whatever. And if it keeps getting worse or uh, doesn't get any better, like, we'll do some more tests. You might have to scope you. I was like, oh man, I do not want to do that. <laughs> yeah. No, no thanks. So, um, so like, I'm like, Hey, like, what could be going on? And, uh, one of our guys was like, Hey, like I noticed you drink a ton of bio stealing. I was like Dan or Derek, one of our strength guys. I'm like, yeah, like I'm just trying to stay hydrated. You crush those electrolytes, you know, like yeah. always. And, uh, I read in the Tom Brady book that he always has electrolytes with his water. So I'm like, perfect. I'm going to do that. But there's all this other stuff in there too, that I didn't really know. So I'm drinking BioSteel like with every single water that I'm having. Oh my God. For like probably the span of like like I did it all summer. So like right. it's just building up. Right, right. Like my stomach like just couldn't handle it. So I went off BioSteel. Like this is funny. I went off BioSteel for like a week and like I felt normal. Wow. So, like wow. all the boys are like, "Hey, you're not as gassy or whatever." I'm like <laughs> so they're loving it because like, <laughs> my stall mates. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right. It's incredible. Like so like I felt way better. So like I just stopped drinking BioSteel and. I'm, so much better and you can eat a pizza so like hazy so we're, in <laughs> we're in washington and i'm telling hazy i'm like he's having like alfredo or something he's like come on go have some I'm like nah you know me i'm lactose like i can't do that he's like because i told him i have my test results he's yeah. like i guarantee you. he's like i bet you a dinner he's like if you're not lactose intolerant you're buying me a dinner and we're going to eat all the cheese and pizza <laughs> all the shit that you can think of and i'm like all right like i i know i'm gonna be lactose like after my stomach and then came back and he's like what did i tell you <laughs> wow i tell you because he's like i'm always, sometimes like i always think the worst he's like i'm like a hypochondriac yeah, a little bit yeah so like he's like you're definitely not lactose and came back i'm not lactose i took him and yans to dinner at barclay prime and had <laughs> steak mac and cheese yeah. there you go yeah, cheese, yeah. Did it up. mac and cheese whatever and <laughs> had all the cheese in the world and so and his awesome. stomach felt fine that was fine yeah, <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> what a discovery though yeah. i know right so have you gone back Every on the bio steel since then I a little bit yeah just, just like half the amount on a game i don't drink it on a non-game day but on a regular game day i do just want a period okay and totally fine yeah yeah, yeah i'm fine now so, wow yeah. what a discovery so, so, though so all the boys are calling me bio steel butt so there was a lot of gas that came along with this then obviously <laughs> yeah, right yeah, well, bio steel butt yeah that's good nickname sorry yeah. Oh my God, that's great! Wow. So the moral of the story is just uh, don't consume sixteen bottles of bio steel. Basically, yeah, <laughs> just stick to three. Stick, stick to, to three. Three, yeah, three right. on game Save days. Debo, write that down. Yeah. yeah, that's a nice little tip. 
Oh uh, we wanted to ask you about G. I mean, obviously, every guest we've had, we talk about G, amazing leader. You had an opportunity to play with him the last four years. Thoughts on, well, his departure and, and the vibe since his, since his departure? Yeah, I mean, um, we kind of knew what was happening in the last little stretch um, prior to he got traded there. Um, it, it was definitely tough like to see him go. He's... He's uh, he's a Philly icon. Yeah. Um, when you think of the Flyers, like you think of Claude Giroux. Yes. Yeah. Uh, a Flyer forever. He always will be. But um, I mean, just the way our team was going right now uh, this season, obviously there wasn't a chance for him to, to have success. So um, for him to go and you know, on the last year of his deal, go somewhere where he's got a shot to win a cup, he deserves it. Hundred percent. He's a great leader. He's a good teammate and a good friend. So. Um, I hope I hope Florida wins it. I really do. Yeah, we got a, a good team there, and and he's done really well since he's he's been there. So um, I hope they go all the way, and he can uh, win some hardware. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Be awesome. Yeah, so it's it's tough, but I mean, uh, emotional last night there for his yeah. thousand game, and uh, it was just nice that we could uh, send him off on a high note and get a win there for him. And um, but no, we. We uh, wish him well, and we all are, we're all cheering for him. Yeah, it's funny. It's funny how many people are like, oh, I watch Florida so much now, you know, because yeah, of G yeah. and uh, they're Flyer fans, but they're, yeah. you know, obviously you're pulling for Claude because yeah, you know. So is that your Stanley Cup prediction then? Is that is that who you're going for, or is that just uh, yeah, based on so. G? Yeah, I hope so. I hope they do. Like, uh, yeah, me too. Hope uh, Bob will be laying them down. Yeah, pipes yeah, there for him and yeah. Yeah, I hope they can. Oh, well, they can score those guys. My score God, four goals a game. My gosh, and a shortage of goals. Right now, it's they're heating up. <laughs> they are. Yeah, it'd be interesting how it plays out. Who's your pick for the heart? No pun intended. <laughs> uh, I gotta go with my boy Austin there. Okay, he's lighting it up. I hope he. Yeah, sixty. He is sure. lighting it up. Oh my God, plays these last five games. He's, he's insane. Have sixty, no problem. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we talked what about that. Player, hey, what a player, What a It's like he's, he scores every night. Yeah. He, he feels oh, like yeah. he scores every night yeah. like he plays. But yeah, that's yeah, impressive. We there the other night, he, he texted me. He's like, come on, bro, please let me get one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a 6-2 or whatever, 6-1. <laughs> come on, bro. He's got the one where Marner went around me and, like, I was swimming. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, right. Like, Tapping on the empty net. I was like, oh, come on, man. <laughs> like, <A little laughs> slash back in the Yeah. What a player, though. That's a pretty good pick, though. Yeah, no doubt. I was going to ask you, I read somewhere about your your, your goalie, your, your style of, of playing goalie. And I'd never, you know, I've never heard this before. I've obviously heard of Butterfly. But they, they mentioned a reactive blocking technique. Is that actually a term used for goalie? Uh, I mean, maybe a little bit. Um, I mean, for me, like, I don't want to just kind of, like, go down and just be solid, like, rigid in the net um you look at some of the guys back in the day when they had huge chesties like jay yeah, right, right. Like, garth um, snow garth yeah. he was here yeah they so had those big chesties and then now we're we're a little bit more um streamlined with our equipment so yeah uh, you got to be able to react and you got to be able to block but there's like a a, a mix where um you got to have know the right time and sometimes like i just call it a shift so like if i'm down in my block and let's guy a guy's trying to go top glove or like maybe even glove side like i'm down in my blocking area and i'll just kind of shift into it so like i know it's coming this way but i can shift into it like my favorite save of all time is just a blocker side shift it's like okay i tracked it well but i don't need to like react overextend get there on my blocker so i just i let my body i just let it come to me and just shift into it and like when you make that save, it's like, you feel so, so good. good. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Well, then like you, Dilly loves that one. Yeah. Dilly does. <laughs> well, then you have yeah. my son who picks it up off the ice and then windmills it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like he made a yeah. sick glove save. That's oh, yeah. Mike Smith. Doing. Yeah. 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 The windmill yeah. Wednesday. Gotta right? have the yeah. drama. Oh, he's got a good glove handle. Oh, man. So I guess like the opposite would just be like the traditional would just be like letting the puck, like making yourself so big that the puck comes to you? Is that like, like explain to me or the, and, and the audience a little bit the difference because I, I'm still a little bit confused on that term because I feel like playing goalie is instinctive like at some point, right? I mean, you have to be reactive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think there's like a certain certain point where like, okay, like I'm not going to be able to react to this puck. Like let's say there's a puck shot from the point 
and it doesn't exactly get to you, it might hit a body in front and the puck's just kind of laying there in front of you, like a foot in front of you. Mm -hmm. And that's a point where you're the puck's so close to you that you're just going to make yourself big with no holes. Like that puck's got nowhere to go. Right. Right. Um, I mean, even on redirects from the point or stuff like that, like you just want to make sure that try and cover up as much as you can get on your angle um, and have no holes. Whereas um, sometimes like a puck, let's say from the slot, like the biggest thing is you want to just try and read the release as best as you can because a puck traveling at 80 miles an hour from 10 feet away is like pretty hard to track. Like, I mean, for me, I think tracking is a huge part of my game, but um, for it starts with the release. Like, you need to be able to read that release. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. You see any any of uh, LV's uh, style and uh, Carter's style? That's only his jump before the game the starts. Oh, yeah. Off the top. <laughs> yeah. yeah We're going to send him to Cliffy. <laughs> We're going to send him to Cliffy maybe, and then we'll get some help. When did you start uh, with uh, Shane Clifford? Yeah, so Cliffy, Shane Clifford was in Everett when I got there, when I got drafted. So I got drafted there when I was 14. I was like just this little whippersnapper. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, I got I got drafted there. Uh, my first camp with him, um, I was 15. Uh, played a couple games that year with him and uh, with the boys there. And then so I was with him my whole junior career. And yeah. he's from Pittsburgh. So right. uh, ever since, like, he just comes down like when he's got time because he's busy with Sioux City and with the Erie Otters and – um, so he's, he's a busy dude. So when he's got time, he comes down and just hangs out and keeps me company. And I mean, like t- this week's perfect where the yeah. boys are on the road and, um, I'm back with an injury. So he just came and hung out and just have a good time. Well, he's, he, we're gonna, we're gonna interview, uh, with him, um, hopefully this week because you were only four hours late today. So <laughs> I don't know if we can s- sneak it in today, but I'm kidding. Uh, but. I, we do want to pick his brain a lot about you and and, and about goaltending in general. Like, um, but uh, he gave me a little rundown yesterday. I was asking him some questions about the post and yeah. Would yeah. you tell me the reverse VH? Is that what I'm dealing with now, Cliff? Okay, good. See, I learned something. <laughs> yeah. Except I didn't VH. know what the hell he was talking about when he was telling <laughs> you did though. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's awesome. You've been on. You know, you, you have a friend like that, and he's one of your best friends, and, yeah. and you've worked with him for so long. It's cool to have someone you could call, and you know, like obviously you have a goaltending coach here, but uh, it's nice when you have a friend. Maybe if you questions or whatever, lean on a guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I got I got Shane uh, Dilly here, and then my guy yeah. Dustin Schwartz back home, and yeah. I mean, all of them are, are awesome at what they do. Um, they're great friends of mine. Um, me and Cliffy or my whole junior career together. Yeah. Um, and then now here, it's I'm lucky that he's close, so close. He's just yeah, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, awesome. So, um, no, he's he's a, a great friend and a great coach, and uh, um, I'm lucky that to have him in my life for sure. So let's, let me get this straight. <laughs> Cliff, when I send LV to Cliffy, he's going to be in the NHL by the time he's 20? Is that what we're saying here? Is that what we're saying? <laughs> There's a really good chance. <laughs> Listen, just kidding. You're like, he's going nowhere, but I'm just kidding. But uh, I do, I'm just messing around. He's seven. He doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Um, so we we do a lot of stuff with the Philadelphia Warriors, um, obviously, and you, you were tremendous with those guys. You met a lot of them. And uh, you came out for the game where, sorry, Marcy. We won. Yeah, we he did. goes seven two. Sorry, Duff Daddy. He was he was upset. The Duff <laughs> yeah, Daddy was upset. Yeah. No, they're 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 awesome guys. Very close with all of them. Uh, but we did a mask, which we are uh, you helped design. Basically, you designed it. Um, if you want to yeah, kind of tell us about it, and, yeah, it was uh, me and Franny did that one. Yep, Franny um, from uh, Paint Zoo. Got the nasty knuckles there um, at the top, and then on the back we got the Warriors and the Knuckles logo and. Uh, the cross that I always have, and so like obviously my ACDC mask this year we had, yeah, or I had cool mask, um, one of my favorite masks that I've ever had done, and it's so super we, rad. We wanted to do kind of a similar thing with with Angus on the side and on each side, and then got the yeah. curly my, lip, my letters, oh, yeah. or my my uh, my last name there in the ACD style letters, and that's a really perfect cool. super rad. Yeah. It's such a cool mask. So it's, so yeah, <coughs> it's, it's on, turned out unreal, and Franny is the best. Oh, yeah, yeah, Franny such, is such He's so good, and. Uh, so we're auctioning this off. More details later, but uh, it's going for the Warriors. And it was yeah, really sweet. cool of yeah, you to do that for those guys, and, and um, you know maybe do something later on down the road. You know yeah. something different, but uh, it's really cool. And um, like yeah. I said, we're gonna 
Yeah, it's super, super rad. Happy the way it turned out. And obviously, you're a big music guy. I mean, yeah. ACDC, who else is on top of your list there? Yeah, ACDC. I like punk rock, like Green Day. Oh, yeah, know, right on. Because I think some 41 and Simple Plan are coming. Yeah. Oh, cool. Gonna, uh, call Jeff Gordon. Gordo. Yeah, so yeah Gordo. Gordo. Got to go check them out. Um, yeah, like I know my dad just kind of got me into that when I was young. Uh, we'd go to hockey practice and he was blasting, blasting. Nickelback or Seether. Oh, wow. Um, so he was always blasting cool. tunes in the yeah. truck and we would always just blast it so loud. And Is he not a country guy? He likes country a little bit. But he's Zach more... Brown he's band more, he likes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mostly just rock. Okay. Yeah. It's like his creed. He loves creed. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I feel like people out west seem to really be into country. Like, I love country. around, oh, yeah. you do? I, do. Yeah. I love rock and country. Yeah. Right. It's my favorite genres, for sure. Country kind of gives me... Makes me a nervous twitch. Yeah? Worse than I already am. <laughs> yeah, but I can listen like to... perfect when you're on the golf course, having a couple of beers, like... Well, we're talking about Willie Walker. Like, what are we talking about? Well, we were Walker. You know, that's Chiefs guy. That's a Willie Walker Jr. We won't get into that, no. no. But oh, uh, it's not bad listening uh, music if you like that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's cool the music thing, and and you know you you've you've been playing guitar. You put yeah. a little concert on here a couple Christmases ago. Oh, no, I'm I'm not very good, but um, you've gotten a lot better. You've I've gotten better. Like I picked it picked it up my second last year in junior, and then I started going to lessons, and that really helped and. After my first year pro, actually, I started going to a class. It was like an adult music class. So that's I'd right. I'd go twice a week. And so that really helped a lot, too. And um, now I just kind of fiddle around with it yeah. at home and just play it out. You, you got to brought fixed. out the guitar there. Uh, I told him I was going to bring no, no. guitars up. We're going to put you on the spot. I'll play in front of anybody. You know? <laughs> oh, man. You played yeah. down. You played down in Elvie's uh, in his studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, loosen up a little bit. <laughs> Not quite ready for the public performances. Sing us a song today. Yeah, we'll serenade. Play at the same time, man. (laughs) Not that talented. Um, I got a quick question for you. What? What's your? uh, I don't think I've ever asked you this. Is is is, you know, long as I've known you, but uh, what's your favorite rink in NHL playing? Uh, Favorite rink probably United Center, Chicago. Good call. Yeah. So, um, like my first time I played there. It's like, you know, their national anthem where it's so loud. Yes. Fans are screaming at the top of their lungs. Just kind of, it gives you goosebumps. It does. When you're standing there and um, just the history there and you're playing an original six team. Yep. I think that's my, that is by far my favorite. Place. That is an awesome yeah. building, man. Like that never gets old, eh, Riggs? That, the national anthem there. It yes. just doesn't get old. I don't so, care yeah. if you play there. It can't get old. It's the it's coolest thing. goosebumps, yeah. It's the coolest yeah, it's powerful thing. stuff. Now you're going in the off season, maybe playing a little golf. How's your golf game? Yeah, once I get get healthy, um, definitely. Like I love golf in the summer and tennis. Uh, me and my buddies play a lot. We got into tennis when COVID first hit, um, so we play matches all the time, like once or twice a week. Um, actually, when I was home for for the bye week there this year. We played, and me and my buddy Nolan, Nolan yep. Vulcan, shout out Nolan Vulcan. What's <laughs> up, Nolsey? <laughs> yeah. um, we played tennis, and so I crushed him in the summer. He didn't even win a game. And then he beat <laughs> the one time. Deal. The one time I'm home in, during the season, and he beat me on like the seventh set. It was like the tiebreaker set, and so he's like just rubbing he's it. In. He's now. like, "Oh man, like I'm the I was a summer champ. He's the winter <laughs> yeah, champ." Yeah. So like, now like he's just been rubbing it into me. He's like. Can't wait for like that next round. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to play him. You gotta start practicing, bro. Yeah. Well, you so can't right now when healthy. you're healthy. And then yeah. In the summer, we do so like my dad, Nolan, uh, Nolan's dad, like Nolan, and Nolan's dad, Marty, and my dad, John. Uh, they played together at uh, the college level in Canada. Um, so they've known each other for a really long time. They're really good that's friends. so cool. Yeah. That's kind of how I got to know Nolan um, from him and, and from playing spring hockey together. And um, so we kind of we've grown up with each other for. Probably since we're like 11, 12 years old. Um, so he's my best buddy. And uh, in the summers, usually on the weekends, like during the week, keep it tight, working out, um, doing everything I can. And then on the, on the weekends, uh, we love to play golf. So on usually Saturdays, we play at uh, Colonial Golf Course in uh, Beaumont, Alberta. Well, you should get so, a free membership now, just for mentioning Yeah, that. maybe. But, <laughs> right, um, a little plug. Oh, but so this course, it's, uh, like it, it's a fun course. Like we go... Um, so it's myself, Nolan, uh, his dad, and my dad, and we just do two v two. You so. take a cooler purple passion. Oh, yeah. oh, we, what do we do? We have <laughs> a little jungle a, juice. Yeah, well, he can't oh, drink got, that. Got, There's it's a story behind that. Uh, but anyway, we got the RPDs. We drink the RPDs, yeah. which is a it's a hometown 
home court strength that right. yeah yeah i know i had one i had one the other night i, I enjoyed it I, I had one the other night um but no so we we go we play there's so much shit talking going on yeah like i get in my dad's face i'm getting in marty's face <laughs> no one's getting in my dad's face chirping him and like uh. got the wobbly knees making the putt and, uh, so like we get into it and it's so so much fun and my dad is like a, he used to be a scratch golfer and he's like a two handicap now. Wow. So he's like, he's, I didn't know he was he's, that he's good. He's a really good golfer. Wow. Um, so we haven't beat him yet. So like they're, that's their like claim to fame is Ooh. every summer they just chirp the shit, shit out of us. They're just kicking you guys. Yeah. And the time's coming. Smacking them around yeah, a little so bit. Yeah, they haven't, they haven't, we haven't beat him yet, which is too bad. But this summer, like. This um, is it. This is the summer. We're going to, we're going to kill him. The one time this summer, or last summer, we were up like, I think, four holes to none and we play the first nine holes you play your own ball we play best ball um and then the, the last nine we just play scramble so two man scramble two v two so yeah it gets intense yeah um so the the one it was like one of our last matches we we're up four we're like fuck, we're, we're mopping these guys up and down the course right now <laughs> and then we laid off the gas a little bit they came back it's four four there's like two holes left my dad it's a par three my dad puts one from like I don't know, three feet away. We're like, oh my God. Me and Nolan put ours in the water. <laughs> Jeez. It's over. Like, Nighty done. night. Oh, we're man. Done. So it's just like, man. So we uh, we got to get him this summer. That's for sure. We yeah. uh, we got to play in it. We played a few times together. Your swing that I have, we will post this. It is. You got the a most... video of my swing? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's well, been talking it's, it up it's all day. amazing. I got a long I've, swing. Yeah. His club your club almost touches your feet yeah, when you bring it back on, i gotta work on shorting it up a little bit i know well <laughs> yeah kind of like kind of like uh, ken hitchcock's i thought you were gonna say yours <laughs> no <laughs> and it's not like hitch's either um hitch didn't quite get that club back but hitch <laughs> i'll tell you that story one day he hitch put a about a nine up and uh, homer said we're playing first hole he literally hit the ball right. He hit it left. And I couldn't yeah. find it. I'm Just like, going back and forth let me help. I said, Hitch, let me give you a hand. And he goes, I got it, young Derek. Don't worry. Oh, here it is. Right on the fringe. Like, <laughs> yeah. The Just, ball went 30 yards into the Invisible drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so it, he probably got a nine on the hole. And so Homer's like writing down because, you know, we're playing. And he goes, uh, Hitch, would you get there? He goes, put me down. It was a par uh, It was a par four. He goes, put me down for a five. And he goes, What? <laughs> Homer goes, are you out of your fucking... You, you hit the ball eight times at least. Yeah, He's yeah. Done. You never even finished the putt either. You just picked it up. Oh, man. 12-foot putt. Yeah, it's good. It's good. But uh, anyway, I was going to say, your swing's amazing. The And when you do hit it straight, this thing goes forever, bro. When I connect, which is like... One out of five. So it's, I don't think it's that bad, bro. So I got to work on shortening it up. But, yeah. Well, you should see this. You should oh, take yeah. some lessons with this guy. He's that dude that st- aims 90 degrees this way. So just to pull it around. To pull it around. Yeah, it's just <laughs> like, I wouldn't call it a face. Like playing the slice. <laughs> I wouldn't call it a face. face. sounds like I'm actually trying to do that, yeah. yeah. Playing the slice. Oh, my God. Oh, man, it's ugly. No. But I'll tell you what, you do crush the ball. Yeah, we got to we gotta get my dad and Marty this summer. Uh, on. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, before we let you go here, I know you got stuff going on. Um, being in Philly, Philly's obviously extremely passionate about their Flyers. What's the f- your most favorite thing around Philly and, and what this city offers Flyers fans? I love playing here. Um, the fans are great. They're passionate. Uh, they love to see us win. They hate to see us lose. So, yeah. I mean, sometimes it can be tough when you're losing. and They're booing you off the ice, but, I mean, they care. So, as a player, you don't want fans that are cheering for you when you're not doing well. Right, they're right. just kind of phony or fake. So um, they're true, they're honest, and and they just want to see you win, and, and they're behind you all the way. So um, as players, we we love that. We love playing in front of that, in front of them. And I know when other teams come into our arena um, and they get on you, it's definitely an advantage for us. Yeah, that's for sure. You yeah, know, I, I can't wait until you get to actually experience the playoffs here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Playoff but, you game. know, we went to the finals. Yeah. his uh, last year that he played, it there's an I, I mean that's it was it was wild. It was wild. I mean, 
you know, you've played at home when they're going nuts. This was just a different level of nuts. It was, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. It was like, it gave you chills just being a pigeon like me standing on the bench, you know, watching the game. But it's like the place just so loud. It's awesome. So hopefully you get to experience that very, very soon, which I think yeah, you will. next year. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's the plan. Well, we appreciate you coming out, spending some time with us. Yes. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Oh, man. Appreciate it so much, buddy. Awesome guy, nice. awesome player. Yeah, man. Twice. Yeah, man. Get Appreciate well you. and yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, not a problem. Thanks Appreciate it. Guys. All right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.